Welcome back, inebriates. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we're kind of doing a new little little trend for this summer. We are inviting authors uh, who will be appearing at our Pages and Pints events on August 20th at Mayflower Brewery. It's a small press expo, self-published authors, that kind of thing. And uh, today's no different. Uh, but today we're bringing on a former guest, a returning guest, I should say. Oh, did you hear that thunder? Um <laughs> So uh, I apologize if there's thunder in the background, but uh, we're going to bit of a thunderstorm. But uh, today's guest is uh, John Yuskaitis. Did I get that last name right? You did. Absolutely. All right. Uh, author, illustrator, Boots and Pup. Uh, we had you on like, it feels like a thousand episodes ago, but um, it's been a, been a long time, man. Like, what are you up to? What you been up to? Yeah. No. For, well, first of all, I'm going to bring the thunder. That, that's for sure. <laughs> is that what it was <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah it, it was it was quite quite some time ago actually i can tell you right now it was um in 2016 was the last time we wow. spoke on that that's not the, i don't think that's the last time we've spoken we've yeah we've known each other pr- prior to that um but yeah it's been um i think that was year quite one an of eventful this, yeah. okay yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah see you guys are over 300 episodes that's that's awesome yeah um but yeah, it was um, it was quite quite the show. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. We had a, had a pint um, o- over um, some good conversation. I'm looking forward to it again today. Um, so as far as what I've been up to, I've been you know making my comics um, and being you know some someone who likes to always be active, always be creative, and tell stories. It's been something I've been. kind of chugging along at and it's been enjoyable and this year has been no exception i have um some fun projects out how many volumes of boots and pup are there out now because i mean like like we've known each other a long time and i mean it's you you started must been over a decade ago right oh actually i i I don't want this is where i start to date myself um but it's been 18 years i've been doing boots and pup as a web yeah Started off as a webcomic in 2005, February, and I've been doing it since then. So we'll see in two years a 20th anniversary um, or a 20th celebration, which um, I'm gearing up towards producing what I think would be my best work yet for the for the characters. But yeah, it's been um it's it's been a fun ride. Um, starting out in what I not not that it's a lowly world of web comics, but web comics are just what you make of them. You you, know, you you can create a comic, put it online, and be able to um, get it out there to the world, and so that's kind of how that began. Um, but there's been oh, so there's over 250 comic strips out there. I have a 176 page graphic novel, which I've been um, you know one of my works. I'm I think I'm the most proud of. Last year I did a three issue comic series based upon the Instagram comics that I had put out um, the the following the previous year. So yeah, it's been it's been a fun time with the characters. Is I mean, almost twenty years in. Is do you? I mean, are you tired of it? Like, have you wanted to no. go in a different direction? Well, w- what's nice about it is that uh, it, it's like anything. It's like it, it's like having a friendship where you know sometimes if you see if you see the friends too much, you kind of take them for granted, or you. You're just thinking, well, you know what? Maybe I need a break. I've taken little breaks um, th- throughout the time. Um, 
And those breaks generally just to recharge my system with them, but I never get tired of it. Um, as a matter of fact, what I when I find myself being pulled back to the characters, it's when they speak to me the most. It's when um, who who they are kind of reaches out to me and say, "Oh, I'd really like to explore or see what happens if they do A, B, C, and D." I have worked on another project, which is a, another lifelong project um, that I had begun back in college. And it's something that I had kind of had on the back burner. It's a honest to goodness comic book. It's uh, kind of set in the classic feel and tone of what comics and superhero comics used to be. And so it's something that has come up from time to time. I've had um, small presentations of it at different comic cons. And this past couple of years, I said, you know, I really want to want to finish that off. And so I have a new comic debuting this year. It's called The Masked Bug. It's about a superhero um, who um, is again in the in the vein of classic comics from the from the fifties and sixties, the golden and silver age. Um, it's about you know uh, heroic characters, scenery showing villains, and you know a cast of characters that uh, I, I'm I'm really proud of. Um, so so that's been my 2023 project, and I'll see it actually releasing this summer, which is exciting. Oh, that's excellent. That's so cool. I mean, it, it's it's bizarre to think, you know, even to think that we've been podcasting for oh, was it six, seven, seven years now? I think and it, it, it's time flies so fast. Like, what have you seen in the industry change? I mean, you've been doing comic cons for twenty ish oh, years, yeah. and I mean, it, it there. I feel like there was a uh distinct change when i was doing them from you know the the standard nerdy guy you know who who had limited friends and no girlfriend to everyone goes now i mean like what's right is is it changing now is it like what what's are they losing steam so it's an interesting question. Yeah. So we met, I think we met in 20, 2011. We sat next to each other at um, Boston Comic-Con. Yep. That um, about right. And, and so that was actually my first Comic-Con to be there um, with comics. Um, prior to that, I'd, I'd be attend. And in the webcomic world, we tended to be a subset of cartooning and, and um, versus being a subset of superhero comics or, or floppy comics so really what weren't seeing a lot of presence out there or being out there amongst the comic cons and so 2011 is when i first went there and it was interesting because we were seeing cons start to grow um and one of the things that i noticed comic con a lot of people were saying hey this is my first comic con and I was meeting people from all across, actually all across the world, mm -hmm. crazy for 2011. And as we, we went into 2012, 14, have people coming in and they'd be like, this is my first Comic-Con. This is my first Comic-Con. So the question is, why is this your first Comic-Con? One answer kept coming back over and over again is that they were fans of Big Bang Theory. For some reason, Big Bang Theory made Comic-Cons cool. Now, I've never really watched a full episode, and it's not because I had a desire to not watch it or have any 
kill itself. I mean, maybe because I knew all those people. Those are yeah. with that. That was kind of the lifestyle I knew, and something I probably didn't want to engage in when I wasn't focused on comic cons. But yeah, so I think it pushed a lot of people out to the shows, and it grew. And what was great there is because Boots and Pop is an on book, um, so you can be, enjoy it. You can be a kid to enjoy Is that these um? Um, but it's funny that you mentioned Big Bang because uh, like I was going to mention that as like a point of kind of turning, and but I'm like, nah, that can't be it. And it, it's it's funny, like it really popularized the culture and. I feel like people who were in the culture before hate it. Uh, there, there is some animosity towards it. However, this is it drove attendance. Um, and Marvel, Marvel also for, for 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 what they had created, they were building up. They were driving new new people to um, of, of this entertainment, and they wanted to see what it was about. And then all of a sudden. The shows start to add the celebrities because for the longest time were they were that they were comic cons. You'd go there, you'd meet you know your favorite comic writer, your favorite comic. You wouldn't go there to meet your favorite actor who played a, a, a character in a comic movie. Mm-hmm. But then that that started started to change too. And you know, from from the standpoint of um, with Boston Comic Con, which was a show I really loved, um, yep. and, and actually. There is a um, an heir apparent to it with Wicked Comic Con, which yep. has had now two years. Um, Boston Comic Con would bring in one or two, maybe three celebrities, and they would be really focused. Bring in, I mean, you know, Flash from the TV series, or they bring in um, Daredevil or, uh, for the TV series, um, and that would that would be it. But those would be enough of a draw to bring. Um, you know, casual fans of the of this media in, and I think that was a good thing. Um, what ended up happening though over time is some other show that either pretended to be comic cons or be comic cons, and really were were these that had um, comics were part of it, an artist was part of it, but it was really show. I mean, you you were bringing in full cast of TV shows of TV shows long or of movies and so the mix ends up being different um it's no longer you know our comic readers or if it is and diluted by a lot of people who aren't comic readers but are, but are fans of games of throne uh, or um even the office right i saw one show had cast members from the office there so it's spread a bit it differs um and you know that that's not to say that it's a bad thing. It's just a different thing, and to really find shows that are comic focused, comic centered, it becomes more not not I wouldn't say even challenging because we're, we're now seeing actually that are comic related. Um, we're seeing I think them I haven't attended, but it's focused on on comic creators. It's focused on comics, so I think there is comes around thing where we're starting to see more shows really focused on comic books, comic readers, comic creators. I just did a, a, a show last Saturday, um, Kids Fest in um, Northeastern University. It was an amazing show. It was awesome. It had the same feeling and vibe of the 
shows from 10 years ago where we where we would see new folks coming in or kids that were just voracious readers of comics. And it was exciting. It was fun. Um, I love seeing that. So I, I'm always optimistic with shows. I'm optimistic with, with crowds and, and readers. So I, I think that there's still opportunities for us to be there and for us to be able to find find new readership. And, and I think a lot of it is just kind of, you know, just like everything else. There's there's trends in everything, you know. I, I remember a few years ago there was these new things that started to pop up at cons and I'm like, Ugh, who wants to buy that silly thing? And then you fast forward to a few years ago where it was all pop vinyls at shows and, you know, but sometimes you just have to let the trends come and go when it's, you know, it, it still scratches those same kind of nerd pop culture itches. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's interesting. How, how do you, how do you and with like the 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 new access to media is like TikTok and YouTube and all these other things? Do you try to or have plans to incorporate Boots and Pup into new media? Oh, so one of the interesting things that happened to me uh, now looking at two years ago is I took Instagram following to over nine thousand um, followers. And it was amazing because I had found or happened into a whole new subset of comic fans that were very receptive to what I was doing with, with Boots and Pup. I mean, I would find myself getting fan art. I'd find myself getting weird, um, you know, communications from, from folks. Like, it it felt like it felt great to have a level of readership and veracity towards the reader coming through um they hinged upon every every episode um they became real like really some super fans i even had had um um okay i'm, I'm connected to the phone now how, okay. how is that that's good i can hear you i don't hear any more clicking okay, okay. Oh, excellent! Did you do you want do we want to roll from from that so, question about? Uh, yeah, just um, in case our listeners missed it, we were having some technical problems, so John called in from his phone, opposed to uh, computer or whatever. Um, and I believe I'd asked you, um, did you have plans to bring uh, Boots and Pup over onto like new formats like TikTok and and whatnot? And you started telling me something about Instagram. But I had absolutely no idea what you're saying. So if we can <laughs> yeah. start recapping from there. Okay. Well, so, so as far as Instagram goes, a, a couple of years ago, I, I decided to serialize new comics on Instagram. And it was really successful. I ended up growing my following to over 9,000 followers. Nice. They were extreme, extremely voracious for new comics. Um, I was getting fan art from, from, the, from the readers. Uh, just it, it was a wonderful um, ecosystem of of really excited readers, and it was fun. It was a learning experience because prior to this, as a web comic artist, you you created your web comics, you put them out there. You would have people interacting with you. Sometimes you get emails. Sometimes you get posts on the the actual comics themselves, but nothing was ever that instantaneous or felt that much like a community. And so it was it was really exciting. So yeah, I'm definitely a proponent of Instagram for web comics. 
Um, and when I do um, focus on new content, I do plan on making sure Instagram is a cornerstone and that I will um, will make sure that the new content is released there on Instagram um, and be able to, you know, re-engage that following as well as hopefully grow into new followers. It is kind of a perfect format. I mean, where it's it is completely visual based. Um, not com- I mean, 99% visually based, you know, it's not about reading, you know, the, the description. I feel like I never read what anyone writes on their, uh, photos. I just scroll through the photos. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a place where, you know, inebriart needs to do more. It's a, it's, it's one of the, the places where, you know, people go to find stuff and, and it's, it's such a pain because it's like, Every time something new comes out, uh, now I'm sound like an old person where it's like, I don't want to <laughs> learn something new. Um, right. It, it, it's, do you ever get that kind of, you know, why can't it just be like the old days? Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm unique in that, in that regards. I do enjoy technology. I enjoy seeing where we've been versus where we're going. Yeah. Yes, I do miss. I do miss some of the community from web comics in the old days because we we had websites that you would go to and 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 kind of live live in with with forums, and mm-hmm. you were able to interact with with either readers or other web comic creators that way. Um, it felt mag- magical and special back back then. And I say I, I I sound like an old guy, but web comics actually I started in two thousand five. Web comics were around before that. I mean, we had web comics back in the mid nineties, yeah. um, and we have some of them still going on today. I mean, Scott Kurtz began PVP in nineteen ninety eight, and he's still making these comics, and he's still a, a cornerstone of 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 web comics. So, um, I do in some ways miss it, but I also do love to see technology. Um, I'm not a fan of Instagram being a video focused um format yeah um i don't feel like that's the thing i feel like that might be tiktok's thing i think instagram was all about you know nice photography keeping it keeping it basic but but beautiful you know like pinterest is there for a specific reason i don't have a pinterest account i don't really it doesn't connect with me but instagram did the same thing with twitter twitter doesn't connect with me i can't tell you the last time Twitter's a dumpster fire i mean i don't know what twitter is good for um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had a weird thought. Like, am I remembering correctly, or were at one point you talking about doing a cocktail book? Very good. Yes, it's still out there, and and it's interesting oh, that you did you put it out. You bring that up. I have not yet. Okay. Um, okay. I, I I do have I do have a prototype that I've used, and and the, the impetus for it was that. Um, we do a lot of um, traveling with friends where we where we sail or we put ourselves up in uh, beautiful locales where we kind of live amongst ourselves. And one of the things that we always enjoy is a good cocktail that can be made e- easy. Um, yeah. Something that you can um, you, you can kind of take a look at what ingredients you have available uh, and all, and then what what um, recipes are. are suitable for those ingredients and keep in really keeping it simple and so i did i built out this this book that uh copies my friends have copies we, i went to, to the print shop and had some printed up yeah and we we live by these and some it's it's been 
quite the experience. People have, have said to me, when are you going to publish it? Or I, or I have friends who want, would like a copy of that. So it's, I call it the long, the long, long project yeah. um, because, I, because it serves me. I have a copy of it and that, and we, we, we use it all the time. It's categorized, you know, appropriately. Again, it's, it's based upon tried and true um, drinks. It's not something that you have to hunt down exotic um, recipe, um, ingredients and it's really foundational, you know, what, what cocktails are, you know, you're not going to find any, any crazy ingredients. It's all straightforward things you can you know, either buy, squeeze or, or pour from, um, you know, from, you know, a store or a trading company and where have you. So yeah, yeah. Good, good, good memory. I, I about that. Yeah. What, what's your, uh, what's your go-to? My go-to, um, yeah. in terms, of, well, in, in terms of um, making, I mean, I, I, I love, I love a good, I, I love a good mai tai, oh. um, and yeah, I can make you a couple yeah. different ones. Um, I also because we do a lot of our, our uh, trips in the Caribbean, yeah, um, a pain, a painkiller, you know, okay. goes a long way on a hot day. Um, but I am also, I'm a sucker for a Negroni, right? I'm a sucker for a, 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 an old fashioned too, so. You know, I like to I like to keep it keep it simple in yeah. the palate, but definitely enjoy you know trying something new or trying something classic. That's um, uh, you you listed off a couple of my favorites there. I'm a big Mai Tai fan. I love old fashions. Um, we uh, you'll appreciate this. We we were out in Vegas recording uh, bar talk, and uh, one of the hosts, Carl's a big fan of tiki bars. He's like, we're going to find a tiki bar. We're going to find a tiki bar. Mm-hmm. So he finds this tiki bar. We Uber over there and the, and the Uber driver's like, why are you going there? And Carl's like, I don't know. I just Googled tiki bars and this came up and it had a high rating. And they, and the guy was like, almost trying to talk us out of going there. <laughs> like, Oh, you should try here instead. You should try that. But he never changed course. So we didn't say anything. And it's, it was, uh, I think it's Frankie's tiki room. I think that was the name of it. And so we walked in, Carl opens the door, we all follow him through. And uh, this woman goes, you guys can sit wherever you want. And Carl's just like, who said that? It was the darkest room that I've ever been in that had power. (laughs) We ended ended up drinking Mai Tais because it was so dark we couldn't read the menu. Okay. Yeah, which is is fair. I mean, growing up here in... um in new england growing up in in this specifically also you know greater boston we had some really nice polynesian restaurants that were built on that that level of post-world war ii tiki culture yeah um and the brockton had pacific hut um you know you had kowloon right which i think is still still there um but that's what it was they were these dark um very organic right because you had the you had the water fountains you had the sculptures you had the bamboo you had you had the tiki's you had all this wonderful wonderful things that kind of just engulfed you into the into this world and finding a good tiki bar especially one that doesn't try too hard yeah it's difficult um it's the same thing as finding a, a good island bar right oh, like you don't yeah. need you you don't need a lot to ha- make these drinks they're, re- they're they're really 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 um you know s- set you up to to be um 
you know, a very easy um, time. I mean, like, and that's, you know, part of the charm there. Yeah, the it's about tiki- it's about eight ingredients all combined in different ways to make 30 different cocktails. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And one of one of the things I had purchased off of um, off of the eBay some time ago was a, a Trader Vic's um, menu from the 1960s, just to see what kind of what was what the deal was there. It's, yeah, it's something it's something that I'll bring out and put on the bar when we have friends over because, hey, if it's in there, I can make it. I have the ingredients um, and, uh, you know, and, and th- th- thankfully so, there are people out there like uh, Beach Bomberry who have gone and created the the books that have figured out the recipes for some of these um these concoctions that were were considered trade secrets right so you you have it's such a wonderful culture out there and it's always worth trying and finding out um you, you know and just kind of enjoying it i mean yeah it's it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun part of um of that socialization aspect of, of alcohol yeah it's definitely kind of now on my radar as you know when you go places you know when you travel there's always kind of like oh let's you know you know find a dive bar let's find you know this kind of food or whatever now i'm like yeah let's keep an eye out for tiki tiki bars because it was such a blast man Mm -hmm. it's a good time and you're right it's that you know everything's wood and bamboo and and wicker and retro but in just in in a very cool way yeah yeah, no, it's definitely um, it's its own own culture, and also the you know the tiki mugs that they serve things, in. and and then having that there's these markets out there that you can buy, taking it all the way back to pop culture and uh, Funko Pops, you have geeky tiki, right? Like you can oh, buy yeah. Star Wars tiki's, you can buy you know Evil Dead tiki's for crying out loud. Like there's um, it, it, it's very interesting. Um, but finding the good the good drinks finding the drinks that are really truly based in the classics um that that sometimes is a little harder um sometimes people want to put their own spin and they want to do something magical when in reality just serve it the way that they made it people right. are gonna love it they're gonna it's all it's it, it, there's a reason why it's it survived you know so getting back to why we're really talking <laughs> but i just had to bring that up because it just popped into my head um, so it, it, it's interesting um, because the, the few people that I, I have um, interviewed so far about the um, Pages and Pints event on August 20th at Mayflower Brewery, I'm not plugging it. Um, they're kind of new as far as getting out in front of um, either, you know, should I use the word fan or potential fan or new reader you know, it's it's a very new experience for them. You, on the other hand, have been doing it forever. How is that experience? Like, do you have hints, suggestions, tips to meeting people, convincing to people to buy your book and read? And it's it's a you know, it's a, a place where you're a little more of a salesman of your product. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And p- part of this is is that you're excited. So it goes back to the impetus of creation, right? Like, why do you create something? Why do you choose to do something to put it out there? Why do you, why do you choose to go beyond your your normal day? I'm gonna go ask the question, John. Do we choose to, or do we have to? Well, 
some people can could keep those those ideas in their head for their whole life and 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 decide never to put them out on paper i mean or, yeah. or, or to record them into in, into the world um i think that i, I definitely think that while cr- creativity is in us it is a choice to take it past that threshold and to say, I'm not only going to just have these thoughts and, and these ideas, but I'm going to take these ideas and translate them into whether it be written word or, or, or drawn word or through, through, through um, recorded, right? Like the, there are reasons why we choose to do this. So there's, there's, there's that impetus and what causes us to cross that threshold, right? That imaginary line in the sand that we draw, that we want to step over to, to enter this world because I'll tell you, I could take you all the way back to um, February 21st, 2005. Um, at that point, I had been, t- my buddy had talked me into creating a web comic. He says, you really have to do this. And prior to that, um, I had tried the comic thing. I had um, went to co- art school and wanted yep. to, wanted to draw and, and, and be a comic artist. And I tried, I went through the submission processes and I had some, some hits, um, that, but nothing ever really panned out. And I decided, you know, this probably isn't for me. And I decided at a young age, I was in my twenties. And so I said, I'm going to put this away. And so I put it away, went off to, you know, found a job in junk mail. Actually, I was working I was, and there's nothing wrong with junk mail. Believe me, it's kept a lot of my friends employed, and you know, it, it, it's was part of that ecosystem back then. But yeah, this guy I'm working with says, "Why are you you're here making junk mail, but you're extremely talented. Why aren't you drawing comics?" And I said, "Been there, done that. Don't want to do it." Uh, I gave him every reason, every excuse why I couldn't make a comic. I said, it's going to cost money to publish it. No one's going to publish it. The comic industry had imploded at that time, especially when it came to the um, independent comics, right? So right. There, there was no opportunity. And he, you know, he's, he says to me, he says, look, don't, why are you even talking printed comics? I'm talking web comics. And he's, he's younger than I am, a lot more savvy. And he said, you got to check out this thing called Penny Arcade. So oh, I'm like, sure. okay, I check it out. I check it out. I'm like, wow, these guys are making web comics. And um, but then I said, I don't know how to make a website. So they I'm I'm like, I'm tapped out. I don't know. And he said, yeah. I can show you in 15 minutes how to make a website. Sure enough, 15 minutes he showed me how to make a website. So he he every excuse I had, every reason I had not to move forward, he found a reason logically to work me through that and, and to say, no, 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 we're going to get you there. And this is a kid right, right out of college. He's in his twenties. He's optimistic, like the world where, you know, everything's, everything's happy and sunshine. And I'm saying to him the flip side, no, 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 we can't do this, but we did. And so I remember releasing that comic. It was a cold Saturday morning, I believe. Actually, um, was it a Saturday morning? Because, Maybe no, it wasn't a Saturday morning. I think it was a Monday because I did Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I remember the I remember the Saturday before when I'm making this comic and I'm thinking to myself, who's going to read this? Nobody's going to read this. Nobody's going to care to read this. Every again, every doubt in my in my head came through, and it took me six hours to make this comic. I thought, man, I'm gonna have to do this every every, every once every every couple of days, every six hours. And so I just remember all that doubt. I remember it, it just building up and I said to myself, well, I'm still going to do it. I'll put it out there. And if my parents read it, my friends read it, that's fine. So hit publish, I put it out to the world and I, you know, it's out there. And so I, 
I didn't really have any in, in initial reaction to it. There was uh, obviously there was nobody was knocking down my door saying this is the most amazing thing. But slowly, as I put the next as I put the next one out there, I had started to have people. I'd see my numbers on the website that people were going there and reading it. And then I ended up um, getting a piece of a piece of mail from a stranger, and it was brutal. It basically told me to give up. It said that you have no talent. The, the, this, these characters are horrible. What are you doing? Wait, actual and mail I, or email? Yeah, well, email. This was oh, email like, at the time. Wow, yeah. they sent. Yeah. They spent a stamp. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> no. I, I think if someone spent a, 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 a actually took the time to write and like physically mail me something that was like, you don't belong here. I'd be like this, uh, this person really means it. And I think that would make me reconsider. <laughs> well, th- that's true. And and yeah. at the time, I don't think that, um, I think I was just John Y um, I, because again, the internet was this weird new thing and didn't want to, um, you know, track have people to be able to track me down. Yeah. Um, but, but it was this, just this awful deflating piece of, um, you know, letter. And it wasn't even, the person didn't even have the guts to sign it. They just signed it some silly, um, some silly tag name. And so I really thought, okay, well, I tried it. I put it out there. I'm done. But something inside of me, and this is probably where it, this thing is, do we choose or do we need, feel the need to? Something inside of me said, no, I'm going to keep going. And I kept going. And then not a week later, I get another piece of fan mail. And this one's actually a piece of fan mail. Mm-hmm. And it's it's glowing. It's talking about how much they love what I'm doing. It talks about the colors and the characters and just how vibrant and how fun everything is. And he signs it. He actually signs his name. He's an animator working for Fox at that time. And he's like worked on uh, on on robots with Robin Williams. He worked on you know the the animation for Bowling for Columbine. Um, in between, he, this guy was really doing it. And I'm like, whoa! Like I go I go from from having this like not knowing anybody's out there, then all of a sudden finding somebody who truly like is someone I should be looking at with a level of respect and, and because they've done, they've done it. They're out there working and, and giving me such good feedback. So the, the story here is always, 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 you know, do, do, do what you, you feel like you need to be doing here and, and move and move forward. But also, you know, think, think about how you're contributing to that, those people who are creating. Are you a good fan? Are you a good reader? Are you a good, I don't like the word fan. I prefer a reader. I prefer, you know, uh, something that, because fan means fanatic and I don't necessarily think people are fanatic for, for my work or do I want to be fanatic? I'd much rather than be engaged at, at, as uh, the audience and be a reader and be, be kind of part of the conversation to, to wh- where they, you know, where they can be. But, mm-hmm. Be, being a good, um, you know, a, a, a good participant or supporter of art of creators, it's so important. It's so important to I, I have a have a good word, than than have the negative words. Why beat Why beat on something, especially something that is clearly there for one purpose, and that is to provide entertainment to take you out of your world and bring you somewhere else. Even if that trip isn't the best trip in the world enjoy the ride enjoy enjoy being there so when you're out there and you're you're selling your work or you're presenting your work to people be enthusiastic be excited about it because people love excitement 
Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I bought something or I picked something up because someone was excited about it. I support people on Patreon because they're excited about their work. I may not be, I might not really be my, my favorite thing in the world, but it's okay. It's, 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 it's somebody making a step to, to bring something to the world that wasn't there and, and to do it in a way that is there to entertain you. So, you know, have that positive attitude, engage folks. Um, don't be down on yourself. Don't be negative about, about what you're doing to really try to, to, to frame it in a way that, Hey, I'm here. I'm here to show you something unique, something new that wouldn't have been here if I didn't make that decision. And you're here because you have this willingness to find and learn something new. Look, not everything is everybody's cup of tea. There'll be plenty of people who will take a look at what you're, what you're selling and they'll walk on by or they may not even engage you. It's okay. That, that has been something that I have kind of, I don't know whether I've learned it with old age or from talking to some 330 guests from a variety of um, fields where it's not like back in the day, if I read a comic and I didn't like it or watch a movie, I'd be like, Oh, that movie's shit. Like that's no, that movie's no good. Now I'm just like that movie. I'm not the demographic for that movie. Like I'm not mm-hmm. the person that that movie's directed to. It's not the movie or it's not the comic or it's not the music. I'm not the audience. You know, it's it's it could be someone that's making a Zimbabwe traditional techno. You know, mm-hmm. I might just not be the audience for that that enjoys that kind of music. That's doesn't reflect on the music. It's just that's how it is. And right. I've gotten so less judgy about, you know, people be like, oh, you know, I love this comic. I'll be like, Oh, how can you like that piece of garbage? I'm like, cool. It's not my thing, you know, but teach their own. And I, I like this and it, it's kind of given myself more permission to enjoy a wider variety of things, because I feel like when you're so restrictive, you kind of almost pigeonhole yourself. Like in junior high and high school, I was into, you know, heavy metal and grunge music. <laughs> And then, you know, that's what I was, quote, unquote, allowed to be into. And now just I listen to all sorts of weird stuff. And it's oh, gosh, you know, yeah. I'm I'm I feel like having less. Descriptors on things and, and being less critical. And, and to me, it's more are, are you. Are you doing it to be genuine? Or are you trying to capture a trend or a fad? Right. I feel like if you're doing it to be genuine, I'm all about it. You should do that. May not I might not be the audience, but you should do that. If you're doing it because you think it's going to make a bajillion dollars because people like superhero movies, so you're going to make a superhero movie because people want to buy tickets to superhero movies and you don't really you know care about that sort of thing, then that that's where I think it tends to fall short and you can see that when studios will kind of be like, we're going to do this and then they start changing it or or they're not true to the topic or the subject. And, you know, you have to be kind of, it has to come from a place of, of, you know, genuine, genuine interest. Absolutely. And, and and being a, a, a good audience, even when it's not your thing, I think it's, it's incredibly important. It's important to support, um, I dislike the politi- politica 
the political nature of where entertainment's going uh, in terms of people calling out. Um, if I loved everything that thought the way I did, mm-hmm. my life would be super small. And I don't think that I would, I would have missed out on a lot of really amazing times, amazing experiences. And, you know, ha- having those experiences really, really matter, especially while we're here, while we're breathing, while we're, you know, we're capable of, you know, smiling and laughing. Like, let's just put it aside. It's two hours. If it's two hours and it was horrible or you didn't like it. Okay. That's fine. But like, let's, you know, it, it just can't, it just can't be in a, in a, in a way where we're, you know, just beating, beating on things because it doesn't fit what we want it to fit. Um, just, and that, and that's a control aspect, I think. And, and maybe as I get older, I've learned to like, like you be less in control and let other things just kind of, kind of happen. I mean, I, I'm very agnostic with, in terms of music, like I'll listen to anything and engage in anything. My Amazon Alexa doesn't, doesn't doesn't get me can't pigeonhole me into a specific level i mean it, it, it's feeding me all i'm I'll, i know all the top music out right now and i yeah. know it because i listen to it i don't make judgment calls and say i'm only going to listen to country music between 1974 and 1978 and no merle haggard you know like, <laughs> why? I, you know it, i feel like i'm making you know there's that saying variety is a spice of life. They say it for a reason. It's because it is. And I feel like I'm making right life choices when the algorithms get confused on who I am. <laughs> yeah. Like absolutely. every once in a while I'll get like ads in Spanish and I'll be like, wow, that I have somehow fooled the algorithm into thinking I speak Spanish. That's amazing. Yep. You know, and, and that's kind of like, okay, I, I feel like, you know, it's the idea of, you know, when we say someone's cultured, we think of them as like, oh, they like fine art and opera. And then, like, to me, that's not culture. That's one thing to be cultured is you like fine art and you've been to the opera and you've been to a death metal show and you've seen a hip hop artist and, you know, you've read some Stephen King. And, you know, like to me, it, it's to be truly cultured is, is you're willing to experience everything. And when you're, in a foreign country and someone offers you the natural, the native cuisine that you're like, yeah, absolutely. Let's try it. I might like it. I might not like it, but let's give it a go. Well, rule number one is someone offers you a free meal. You take it. Right. <laughs> and, and, and so, so you, you def, I mean, granted that there are things that, you know, we do need to stand up to and, and draw lines in the sand and say, we don't cross in terms sure. of, you know, being good, 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 a good, good people in society but as far as entertainment happens like enjoy and and share if you there's something you truly love share it if there's somebody who you see loving what they're doing you know celebrate that celebrate celebrate um you know pe- people having fun and and expressing the the type of stories that they want to express um and then there there's always a time for feedback right there's always a time for for a critique there's always an opportunity to talk through why something could be stronger, why something maybe more could be more entertaining. I mean, there's always good room for feedback, right? But like when someone is at an event 
and such as you know the the the, the, um, the, the event we'll be having in, in uh, pages pages and pints pages on August twentieth at Mayflower Brewery. Yeah, which I'm excited to be at. Yeah. Um, but but once you, when you're there, that like you're you're on the field. Like this is this is Ted Lasso time, right? Like you're you got the game going, the clock's running. So when you're out there, you play the best game you can possibly play, and that game involves you being excited about what you've created and excited about the opportunity that people could be could could be finding what you what you've created and enjoying it, and also when they when they may not be being okay with that and realizing that if if 500 people come through the door and 10 people really like like the jam that you have there be excited that those 10 people like found you and you know those 10 people may be back next time or those 10 people might follow you on social and be looking for your next thing and yep. then you find another event where you, you, know, you get 10 people and then you add that up and that, over time those ten, you know, that becomes an audience. You have people reading you, you know, uh, and supporting you. And you, but, and you yeah, never know it, who those ten fans are. I mean, you never know. Oh my you, gosh! It, one of them could yeah. be some sort of influencer that posts your book, and next thing you know, you're on Oprah. I mean, yep. You ju- you just you never know who's there. I've met crazy, not not even they're not famous. Famous is influential, I suppose is the word. Mm-hmm potentially influential people just in, in sitting at a bar having a beer and you start talking to the person and chit-chatting and next thing you know they're the ceo of a major company and you're like oh i just thought you were a regular guy and he's like i am a regular guy right that's like, right yep. yeah i guess you know now that you put that you know and it, it you, you just you never you never know and you were telling us the the story about um the fox animator that that wrote you a fan letter and like I had a similar uh, situation. I was interviewing uh, Jim Mafood. Mm-hmm. And so like I normally I didn't do it for you because we know each other. But going in, I'm like, oh, this is who we are. And this is how we got started and blah, 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 blah. And like some halfway through that little intro, like before the recording and, and Jim stops me, he goes, yeah, I know. And I'm like, what do you what do you mean? You know, he goes, I know who you are. And I'm like, I don't, what, how, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, well, you, you know, you had Wax Taylor on and I'm a Wax Taylor fan. And so a friend of mine sent me a link to your podcast. So then I went through and saw who else was on your show and you had this person there, a friend of mine. So I listened to that episode and I listened to this episode. He's like, so I know who you are. And it was just the most strange experience where I was just like, I, you shouldn't like in my brain, it's like, you shouldn't know who I am, but it's, it's just, it, it's part of, I guess, part of the fun reason why we do this. I mean, is to connect with other people. Yeah, it's it's why we cross cross that threshold. Is that we want to share, and it's it's spectacular who we may be sharing with, and yeah. who may be sharing what we do. Um, so, so for anyone who, who's who's in doubt or doesn't feel comfortable in terms of putting their work out there, you can hit me up on social media and say give me a pep talk or, or, or talk to me about like what, what that feels or did you experience this? Because yeah, I've experienced a lot in, in, in the 18 years of doing this from extreme highs in terms of, you know, wh- where I've been with the work to, to the lows of it and to wanting to quit, right? Like sometimes you, you do want to quit. Sometimes you want to give it all up. 
thankfully I haven't. Thankfully that that those that has been fleeting. Um, but this, um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting being creative and and, and creating something from nothing because that's what you're doing, and then then putting that something out there to the world and having the world react. And when the re- world reacts negatively to it, sometimes it you know they put it in writing and you you can't you can't erase that. But it's yeah. okay, whatever, just move on. You know, it's someone else's opinion and it doesn't matter. What they're matters just, they're what, just not your audience. That's right. Yeah. Uh, John, uh, where can people go to read Boots and Pup? I would so bootsandpup.com has the web comics um, on on there. Um, so they're there for free because web comic creators are weird. We like to give ourselves <laughs> stuff away. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, which is where my primary source of social media, it's at bootsandpup.com. Oh, I'm sorry, at bootsandpup. And then if you want to, um, you can always check me out on Amazon too. All my books are available there. Um, that money goes directly to me and they're available worldwide. So if you're listening to the podcast in India, you can buy a copy of Boots and Pop right now and have, be reading it tomorrow. We do get a lot of downloads in India. It's weird. <laughs> Interesting. Like, like quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> um, more than I ever thought. But hey, you know, that's, I just, it is what it is. Um and they can see you at Pages and Pints on August 20th at Mayflower Brewery. Um, Absolutely. And uh, thanks for coming back on the show. And, and thanks for uh, sticking with us through the, uh, you know, technical difficulties. Oh, absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry if, if, if the weather wasn't in alignment for us to um, yeah. make it a clear shot. But, you know, I, I enjoy being on the show. I enjoy talking to you, Andy. And anytime you want to have me back, I'm I'm available. Yeah, man, it was good to catch up. We uh, we should get together for some tiki drinks. Absolutely. Cool. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. Uh, so we're going to uh, part ways for today and our listeners will catch you guys again next week. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at anebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at anebriart or at anebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Anebriart, and all the other shows on the Anebriart Network, which you can find at anebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.